With the trade deadline rapidly approaching, we'll discuss two players who have often been rumored to be candidates to be traded by the Islanders and the pros and cons of keeping them or dealing them. We've got that, a full preview of tonight's game in Minnesota, and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got lots to talk about on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've talked about, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so definitely join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk to Islander fans, game time, or any time about a little Islanders hockey. So please do reach out, and uh, always a pleasure to talk Isles hockey with fans. The trade deadline is rapidly approaching. It is Friday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. First off, I do want to say uh, we are going to do a live show after the deadline passes, Probably 7, maybe 7.30 on Friday evening, but we'll finalize those plans in the next day or two, and I'll post it, uh, mention it on the show, post it in the show notes, and uh, tweet it out as well, so you could join us on YouTube for that. I wanted to start today talking a little bit about two players in particular who... You know, a lot of people have been saying, yeah, if the Islanders are going to gain some prospects and some picks, these are some of the guys that probably they should consider trading away. And I think that there is logic to trading away both of the players that we're going to talk about. And yet, uh, I want to discuss both the pros and the cons of making these kind of deals. Now, uh, 
the first player <clears throat> that I <clears throat> excuse me wanted to talk about is goaltender Semyon Varlamov. And I believe that since Varley is on an expiring contract, and the fact is that Ilya Sorokin is going to play at least two out of every three, if not three out of every four games down the stretch. Um, if you feel you're not making the playoffs this year, no reason to keep Varley. If you feel like you have a good chance of making the playoffs, and I know Lula Amarello tends to be all in about these things, and we all know Lou really likes to have two goaltenders he feels he can rely on, uh, I think Lou is inclined to keep Semyon Varlamov. And look, let's face certain facts. Varley is still a solid NHL goaltender. No, he's not in his prime anymore. He is now 34 years old. He'll turn 35 at the end of April. So, you know, here is a guy who is starting the twilight of his career, so to speak. And yet, the thing about Varley, you look at his numbers, he is 11-7-2 this year, has a 2.68 goals against average, a 9-1-4 save percentage, which his career save percentage is 9-1-6, and his career goals against average is 2.64. So we're not seeing this large drop-off in Varley's play. And <clears throat> you got to also consider how inconsistent the Islanders' defense has been in front of him at times this year. And it's not just Varley. The Islanders' defense have ha has had more breakdowns than in recent years in front of Ilya Sorokin as well. So we're not seeing a large drop in the caliber of play from Semyon Varlamov. That we're not seeing. And here's the thing <clears throat> about Varley. He wants to be a New York Islander. And Andrew Gross of Newsday tweeted out uh, that he had a little chat with Varley after the Islanders win on Sunday in Winnipeg over the Jets. And Varley got his second shutout in that game. And here's what, you know, Gross asked him if he wanted to be traded. And Varley's response, according to the tweet, do I want to be traded? Absolutely not. I want to stay with this team. I love this team. I want to stay here and re-sign, but it's out of my control. Certainly, since he is a player on an expiring contract, you could trade Varley. And there are teams in the playoff hunt that really could use either a starting goalie or a, a reliable backup goalie for the playoff hunt. And Varley may even be able to go somewhere else and get a lot more playing time than what he's getting right now with the Islanders. And again, we said he's playing every third, maybe every fourth game. And if the playoff race continues to be very close, We'll probably see more Sorokin and less Varlamov. But here's the other thing. You can let, you could trade Varley to another team, get a high draft pick, probably a second rounder, maybe even a first under the right circumstances if you 
pay some of the salary for this year. And then you could re-sign him over the offseason. And if he wants to be an Islander and, and, and enjoys playing for this team, certainly re-signing him becomes an option. And, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too. You would not have Varley for the rest of this year, but you certainly would be able to get him back next year. Now, look, I think Varley knows and understands that if he wants to be an Islander in 2023-2024, he's not making $5 million a year, which is what he's making this year. He's probably going to make about half that. But there's one reason I have that makes me hesitate. I, I still think the Islanders are better off trading Varlamov because they can get an asset for him and, like I said, re-sign him. But here's the one reason I hesitate. And I really would like to hear what my viewers and listeners think about it. Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin are good friends. Varley is a mentor to Sorokin. And having another veteran Russian-speaking goaltender, I, I think, is helpful to Sorokin in that from a, from a personal standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, and it just probably makes him that much more comfortable playing on this team, knowing that there is another experienced Russian goaltender on this roster. And look, Sorokin's an adult. I, I'm sure he could handle life without Semyon Varlamov. Corey Schneider could probably come in, get called up, and play let's say, three or four games down the stretch, and Sorokin gets the rest. But I think that knowing that Varley is there helps Sorokin, and I think Sorokin helps Varley in another way. If you want the best of Ilya Sorokin, maybe you're better off keeping Semyon Varlamov around and not trading him at the deadline. I do like the fact that he wants to be an Islander, wants to stay here at this stage in his career, probably open to re-signing with the Islanders, as he said, uh, to Andrew Gross. So those are the sort of the pros and cons of making the deal. To me, the best case scenario is you trade Varley, you get a second or maybe even a first round pick, and then you re-sign him over the summer for, let's say, two, two and a half million dollars a year for two years, let's say, and he comes back and is your backup. The risk, if anything happens to Sorokin, boy, are the Islanders in trouble. But, uh, you know, again, those are the pros and cons. This is why NHL GMs get the big bucks. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We'll talk about another player who has been rumored to be possibly heading out of Long Island at trade deadline day and the pros and cons of dealing him. We've got that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And listen to some of these delicious flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I love the cookies and cream. That's my personal favorite. And 
not only do these protein bars taste great, but Built also has great macros. Each bar averages just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. And look, we've been talking about Built Bar for a while. You could still go to Built.com and order your Built Bar and have it delivered directly to your home. But now you could also go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club. Go and pick up a box right away if you prefer. So check out Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can go to Built.com, Sam's Club, Walmart, and yes, you can thank me later. So another player that the Islanders are, you know, have been rumored to be possibly looking to deal is Scott Mayfield, the big defenseman native of St. Louis uh, on an expiring contract. His cap hit is about $1.5 million a year. It's a very team-friendly deal. And Mayfield is the kind of player that teams who are heading in to the stretch drive for the playoffs would be attracted to. Why? Number one, He's easy to fit under the cap. He's not going to cost you a lot of money as uh, an expiring contract this year. Number two, he's got playoff experience. He went to the conference final in back-to-back years with the Islanders in 2020 and 2021. And the pressure of the playoffs, not too big for him. He's got size. Mayfield is six foot five, 220. He is solid in his own zone. And at the age of 30, he's still, you know, he maybe he's a little past his optimum prime, but he's still got another two or three years left before he really starts to slow down. And look, Mayfield is no all-star, but he's steady. He'll give you minutes. He averages this year almost 21 minutes, 2047 per game. He has sort of given the Islanders a little more offense this year. Uh, Five goals, matches his career high, 16 points. His career high in points is 19, so he's kind of on pace to possibly uh, pass that if he can get three or four points in the last uh, 19 games that the Islanders have left. Uh, But size, physicality, experience... Right-handed shot on the blue line. All of these things make Scott Mayfield a desirable uh, type of player who, you know, Toronto, Edmonton, teams that have great offenses but kind of struggle sometimes with their consistency defensively. I mean, how much would the Edmonton Oilers, for example, love a player like Scotty Mayfield? Um, it, it, It certainly would be... I mean, you're not going to get the world for Scott Mayfield. You're not going to have to, uh, you're not going to get back a top prospect, a number one pick and, and you know, something else. It's not going to be that kind of bonanza, but could you get a number two pick for Mayfield? Maybe under the right circumstances, possibly a first rounder, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. And again, because his contract is expiring, Mayfield may you may be able to deal him and then re-sign him. So, uh, it, you know, come the offseason, that is also a distinct possibility for the Islanders if they want to go that route. Now, part of the problem is 
there isn't a lot of experienced depth on the Islanders' blue line. So, uh, you know, if you're going for the playoffs, do you think Samuel Bolduc is ready to give you the 20 and a half to 21 minutes a game? Uh, or Parker Wotherspoon? Again, if you have Sebastian Ajo in your lineup, you can't really put Robin Sallow in there as well. You get to the point where you need more reliable stay-at-home defensemen. Now, uh, you could even possibly, as another alternative, trade 30-year-old Scott Mayfield to another team and get a 22-year-old or 23-year-old stay-at-home defenseman. So that's another possibility. And just make the team a little faster or a little younger and... And then, you know, a third-round pick and a young defenseman, a younger version of Scott Mayfield. There are a lot of possibilities. The concern you have if you deal Mayfield, and again, I think Lou Lamorello is more inclined to be all-in on trying to make the playoffs this year. Whether that's, you know, realistic or not, whether the Islanders can go on a long playoff run or not, those are different issues. But... If you are inclined to go all in, you're not dealing Scott Mayfield so quickly. And I think part of the equation with Mayfield is going to be whether or not he is willing to re-sign with the Islanders. If I'm Lou Lamorello, I go up to Mayfield, talk to his agent, make a proposal for what you want to pay him for the next two or three years. Like, okay, we'll give you a three-year contract at two and a half or three million a year if you want to come back and and play for the Islanders for the next few years. If he doesn't sign it, then you can consider trading him. Again, if you trade him, you could always try to re-sign him if he's an unrestricted free agent during the offseason. I think you can get things for Mayfield, but here's the, here's the bottom line. To me, the fact that the Islanders even with Matthew Barzal injured right now, have continued to win in recent weeks, tells me that it is not likely that Lou Lamorello is going to look to make any trades in the coming coming days and coming weeks. I just don't see that being his M.O. And, you know... Point percentage-wise, the Islanders are not ahead of Pittsburgh, but realistically, because the Islanders have been winning as of late and have been, are still in the playoff hunt right now, uh, you know, they've won three out of their last four games. I can't imagine Lou Lamorello having a fire sale. He may try to move one or two players to me, Varlamov and Mayfield would make the most sense, but there are advantages and disadvantages to each of these moves, and it'll be interesting to see which direction Lou Lamorello goes in and which direction you know, we all think he should go in. I don't think this team is in a position to make a long playoff run because if they make the playoffs, you're either facing Boston or Carolina in the first round, and those are tough matchups, no question about it. But we'll see. 
what the team does, what Lula Amarello does, but I just wanted to sort of examine the pros and the cons of keeping or dealing these two players. I, I think part of the problem with dealing them is the lack of depth at defense and at goaltender behind these two players, uh, but yet for the long-term good of the team, trading them probably does make a certain amount of sense. We've got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, a current member of the team, and we have a full preview of today's game uh, against the Minnesota Wild. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, our next partner as a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't want to have to take a million different supplements to meet my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Yes, all of these things. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, so right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one cup and a scoop of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So tonight, the Islanders going into Minnesota to face the Minnesota Wild. And uh, this is going to be a very, very important game. The Wild off of th- coming off a 3-2 win on Sunday over the Columbus Blue Jackets. And they have uh, been winning. They've won four of their last five presently in second place in a very tight central division where the top four teams are separated by three points. And Minnesota does it primarily with defense. They're 25th in the league in goals scored, but 8th in the league in goals against, and they also do it with special teams. Their penalty kill is top 10, 7th in the league, 82.3%. Their power play is top 10, 8th in the league, 23.7%, so no doubt about it, the Islanders have to try to stay out of the penalty box, and that is going to be very important. They have two solid goaltenders in veteran Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson. Gustafson has the better numbers, a 928 save percentage, 2.11 goals against average, and a record of 15-8-3, one shutout. He has been outstanding and by the way, in their last game against Columbus, it was flurry. So almost certainly we are going to see Gustafson in goal for the Minnesota Wild if uh, the pattern sort of holds. Looking at the line combinations, their top line, Ryan Hartman uh, centering uh, Kirill Kiprasov and Mats Zuccarello. And 
Kiprasov is very, very dangerous on the power play. Joel Eriksson-Eck is the second-line pivot with Marcus Foligno to his left, Matthew Boldy to his right, Frederick Goudreau centers Jordan Greenway and Brandon Duhame on the third line, and Connor DeWar, Mason Shaw, and Ryan Reeves are the fourth line on defense. Jacob Middleton and Jared Spurgeon are the top pairing. Alex Goligoski and Matthew Dumba are the second pair with Dakota uh, Mermis and John Merrill on the third pair. And then, of course, you have Gustafsson and Flurry in goal. Jonas Brodeen presently listed as day-to-day, and we'll see whether or not he is able to come back for this game. Islanders are going to have to stay out of the penalty box, not take those foolish penalties, and I'll tell you, both teams, like I said, need the two points here, but the Islanders have to play smart, have to play efficient hockey, and they have to be you know, they have to be able to get the puck out of their own zone and transition to offense. I expect we will have Ilya Sorokin in goal for the Islanders on this game, especially considering that after tonight, the Islanders are off until Saturday afternoon when they host Detroit in what will be a huge game. And this is it, last game before the trade deadline for the Islanders. Should be a good one, tough to win in Minnesota, and we'll see how the Islanders do. And look, this is the last game before Lou Lamorello has decisions to make. We'll see how the Islanders play it. Islanders' birthday of the day, well, happy birthday. Happy 32nd birthday. We're a day late. Monday was the 32nd birthday of Islanders forward Casey Zizekas. Zeke a native of Toronto, fourth uh, round pick of the Isles in 2009, joined the Islanders in 2011-2012, and has been with the team ever since. He has played in 726 games, 95 goals, 215 points, 362 penalty minutes. And it might come as a surprise to some people to learn that the 52 penalty minutes that Casey Zizekas has this year is his career high for one season. And, you know, with Casey Sezekis, to me, he's had a lot of great moments as an Islander. He wins faceoffs, kills penalties, four checks, isn't afraid to, to be physical. But to me, game two of the Islanders' playoff series in 2021 against the Boston Bruins in the second round. Islanders down in the series 1-0. The game is at TD Garden in Boston. And in overtime, it was Casey Sezekis potting the game-winning goal, beating Tuka Rask to win the game for the Islanders, even the series at 1, and the Islanders ended up winning it in six games. So to me, that's a big moment for Zeke, but a lot of them, if you go back over the career of Casey Sezekis. So one day late, but happy birthday to Casey Sezekis. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow. We'll talk more about the trade deadline. We'll have our key takeaways from uh, the game against the Wild. And we'll have our weekly farm report. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders. <laughs>